Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Or free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Eagle Hour. Glad you're with us around the state on the Super Talk Radio Network. Bob Getty, Kelly Santer, and Dalton Sanford. All broadcasting from the First Bank Studio in Hattiesburg today. Luke off for the remainder of the month. Opening segment sponsored by Dickey's Barbecue Pit. Proud supporters of the Eagle Hour and Southern Miss Athletics. It's a great weekend for catering, and Dickey's is a great place to call. If you have a catering event set up for homecoming weekend, you can call, sit back, relax, let Dickey's do the cooking, and, of course, you can enjoy their delicious food prepared fresh every day, seven days a week uh, in Hattiesburg and a city near you around the state. Busy week for the Eagle Hour. We will be at Bocoma Casino tomorrow afternoon from 1 to 2 o'clock. And then at 4th Street Bar and Grill, Friday from 1 to 3 o'clock, a special two-hour edition of the Eagle Hour for homecoming. So we look forward to that. Uh, Later in this hour, we're going to have Mr. and – is it Mrs.? Miss. Miss. Mr. and Miss Southern Miss. Mr. and Miss Southern Miss. Kelly will be interviewing them uh, in the third segment of the show. And right now, though, we're going to skip back to uh, my favorite subject, which is college baseball. Southern Miss baseball actually back in action Sunday afternoon at 1 o'clock. They'll be playing an exhibition game with William Carey University. Uh, First pitch is scheduled for 1 o'clock Sunday afternoon. It'll be the first of two fall games and I believe it'll be the next weekend they go over to Tuscaloosa and play some exhibition uh, ball against Alabama. So uh, wrapping up fall baseball. So who better to have on the show today than a former baseball player for the Golden Eagles and professional baseball player as well, Kyle Logan, uh, played for USM from 1994 to 1997 out of Oak Grove High School. And we welcome Kyle to the show. Oh, great. Thank you for having me. Well, we're glad to have you. So William Carey and, and Southern Miss, you know, I guess – Maybe when you were playing, you couldn't actually play opponents in fall baseball, but they uh, NCAA allowed that last year. Interesting Sunday, I think, to see the two schools play, and that's just a good thing for the community. Am I right? Oh, I think it's I think it's fantastic. Uh, I remember in our days we could not, as you alluded to, but uh, I'm looking forward to getting out there and watching some fall baseball this year. I think it's uh, it's great for the players uh, just to get some experience against other teams, you know, get get the, the young guys' feet wet, uh, so to speak. At an early age. So, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to some very, very good fall baseball. Now, you're a baseball player that played college baseball, and then you played eight, I think, eight years of professional baseball. Mm-hmm. Baseball something you did from the time you were big enough to put on a glove and a hat? It was, I guess, uh, around six or seven. Like You know, I guess we started with T-ball. Now it's uh, – actually, I'm coaching my son's buddy ball uh, right now. He's he's actually three years old. He'll be four next well, – this month. So, mm-hmm. uh but we started as T-ballers, I guess, around six years old, and then went to what they called morning league, where the you know where kids would actually pitch. I think they call it coach pitch now. But uh, yeah, 
six years old on up to uh, whenever they told me I couldn't play anymore. <laughs> and now it's about year round. Was that the case when you were growing up? It was not. No, it was not. It was. Uh, it's. It's completely changed. Um, and I still do a lot of one-on-one, you know, private batting lessons with kids. And now it seems like it's. It's year-round. It's 365. Yeah. You know, they're working out. They're lifting. They've got personal trainers. Some of them even have chefs, personal chefs. No, you're kidding. Yeah, yeah. So no, it's uh, are, how old are these kids with trainers and chefs? A lot of those, are, a lot of those kids are in high school. You know, you know, a lot of those kids <laughs> got personal trainers and they got dietitians, and it's just become like a like they're full-time pro athletes now in high school. Let me tell you how different it was when I was in high school. You get through with baseball or basketball or football practice, and you go home and cut the grass. Right. And, right. Uh, your father didn't want to hear anything about any personal anything. Thing. Cut the grass before I get home today. Exactly. Yeah, we were. You know, it was always football, and then right to basketball for the guys who play basketball. Right. And as soon as we got done playing basketball, it was on to the base. I remember finished up basketball, and we had an inter squad game in, in baseball that same day. So it was just right to the next one. You know, every coach we talk to now, every college coach that we've talked to, says they prefer kids that do just what you did, but they see fewer and fewer that are multi sport athletes. I guess in your day. All good athletes wanted to play all the sports, am I right? Yeah, I would agree with that. You know, in my day when I was playing, especially with with the Astros, a lot of the guys, uh, you know, that were in the major leagues that time, a lot of them were, you know, high school quarterbacks, uh, basketball players, standout track athletes, you you know, even soccer, you know, whatever they're interested in, they they did other activities at their schools. And uh, I think a lot of coaches like that, you know, you know, a lot of the kids are well-rounded. They get different experiences with different sports, you know, and, you know, even playing instruments, you know, whatever, Mm -hmm. whatever the kids are into, you know, you wholeheartedly go into that and give it everything you got. Athleticism is certainly in Kyle Logan's genes. His brother Chris, of course, played at at Southern Miss. His uncle, for those of you that don't know it, was uh, Tim Floyd, who was a highly successful basketball coach, of course, at Iowa State, went on to coach the Chicago Bulls, coached in New Orleans. Um, and has now more money than God and is retired <laughs> in South Mississippi. But um, I, I say all that, say, Kyle, so that athletics was always in your family. It's, it's like, did you have a choice to not be successful in what you did? Or, or were you guys just so loaded with talent it was just bound to happen? Yeah, it was always uh, – I always heard the stories of my dad growing up. He was a, a defensive back for USM, a uh, football player. And, you know, mother was a – Craig Logan. Yeah, my mother was an Olympian swimmer, a uh, very good swimmer. And Tim, uh, of course, he had a you know just a wonderful basketball career. And, and my brother as well. He was – it was just always kind of in our in our genes. And, and my grandfather and uncles, and they played with Coach Palmer, Coach Corky Palmer. And it was always stories about, you know – the Logan and, and the family and, and the tradition. So it was always just kind of a you just kind of a natural, you know, just natural succession to that. But you talk about uh, coaching your, your son now, but I find it very interesting. I asked you before in our pre-show interview, I said, would, would it really matter to you whether your children of either gender wanted to play sports or not? And you consistent along with other guys who have played the, the game at your your high level have all said, no, I don't care if my kids ever want to play baseball, could care less. But it's interesting that the people who never played at a high level, they got to play. You know, the Yankees are going to be here. He's nine years old. The Yankees are going to. How do you account for that? Yeah, I just think it's, it's kind of just changed for me as a father because you, you, as, you, as your children grow up, you just want them to be, have something they enjoy. You know, it puts a smile on their face. But at the same time, whatever it is that, that you're into, just work hard and, you know, and, and 
go at it 100%. You know, if you like playing an instrument or you like playing golf or swimming or, or in, being in the band, whatever it is, just just get after it. What, you know, if that makes you happy, then go wholeheartedly after it. But I just wonder why it is that, that some people want their children to excel specifically in athletics when those of you who have, ha- have excelled in athletics don't really care. Ah, that's a good question. You know, I've seen a lot of that in, in youth baseball. Um, I think, you know, honestly, I think a lot of parents have unrealistic expectations of their children. Um, you know, uh, but it, obviously, I think there's six billion people on the planet and 795 people on a major league roster. So the odds of uh, statistically speaking is uh, is pretty remote. So but you just, I mean, you just kind of have to remain realistic about it. And if it's something you want to pursue, just get, get everything you have. And, and when you talked about, you know, the fact that you played other sports and you played limited seasons, you know, as as a child, and now you're seeing re- repeated instances and, and Dr. James Andrews has been outspoken about kids taking time off, but you're seeing kids having Tommy John surgery now at 13 and 14. Um, how, do, how do you process that, Kyle? I mean, and what is your advice to parents who say, because there's that natural inclination to want to keep up with the Joneses, right? Yeah, I could. I, I would guess I would be lying if I said I didn't see it coming because I think I read an article in 2005. John Smoltz came out with an article and he said he frets for the you know the future of the pitchers, um, you know the kids growing up. He, he saw he saw this coming, you know, with the innings they were throwing and playing uh, all year round. Um, I just think you really have to be smart about it, you know, because kids are growing, they're developing, you know, their arms are still growing, you know, up till 17, 18 years old. I think you really have to be smart about it, and uh, I think that, you know. When we were playing, even with the Astros, they said, you know, don't pick up a baseball for two months, you know, six to eight weeks, you know, just just rest, you know, just just give your body time to heal. And I still find that to be true to this day. You know, if you play for a certain amount of time, just take some time off, just to let your body heal. And we had Matt Waldron here yesterday, and it was his first year of playing a college season and then going straight, you know, to minor league baseball. This was a kid who, who – pretty much admitted he was tired i mean he was he was ready to walk away from baseball a couple of months yeah he, by the way it was just a, remarkable to watch him play for the last three years what a what a standout performer and uh yeah you know i think a lot of and i saw that when i was playing with the astros a lot of a lot of guys would come in their first couple of years you know i think we played 152 games in the minor league season they would just be dead by the all-star break you know around june july and they weren't really accustomed to playing that many games you know so mm-hmm. It is, it is definitely a, a transition playing that long of a schedule. You really have to take care of your body, and if you're not accustomed to playing that much, you have to get used to it. Well, good. We want to hold you over. I want to talk to you about the Astros a little bit. Sure. I mean, every, everybody I heard yesterday said they were just a walk-away winner last night, and you just don't know, do you? Mm-mm. That's a funny game. That's funny. I had yeah. a bad feeling about that game last night for some reason yeah. or another. But uh, I, I'll be interested to get your input on – how good you think they are and how far you think they can go. We're talking to Kyle Logan, former baseball star for the Golden Eagles and longtime player of professional baseball in the Houston Astros organization. More with Kyle next.
Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Welcome back. Glad you're with us this afternoon. We're visiting this afternoon with former baseball star Kyle Logan. Uh, coming up, uh, Mr. and Miss Southern Miss. Mr. and Miss Southern Miss. You're going to tell us about all the homecoming activities going on on campus and uh, how they got to be Mr. and Miss Southern Miss. Uh, and so we look forward to that. This segment is sponsored by Campus Bookmart and CampusBookmart.net. Great selection all the time of Southern Miss apparel, household items, car accessories, everything that you can imagine. That has a Southern Miss logo on it. You'll find it at Campus Bookmart. And if you're listening in other parts of the state and maybe can't get to Hattiesburg, you can just go to CampusBookmart.net and they'll be happy to fix you up. All right, Kyle. Uh, ten years with the Houston Astros, and I'm watching. I watched a game last night, Astros and the and the Rays, and everybody I'd heard on sports talk radio all through the day had said it was just a lock last night. The Astros would roll Tampa Bay and and be rolling on, and that's not what happened. Baseball can't predict it, can you? No. You know, it was funny last night when I heard that they were doing the bullpen by committee thing. That's really hard for hitters. You know, just if they're going to throw – if they're going to start somebody out of the pen and keep bringing guys, it's hard to get a read on, you know, who's coming in, you know, what their tendencies are. So, I mean, if you've got a starting pitcher that, that you're accustomed to, you've seen him before, you, I mean, you know his out pitch and stuff like that. But, you know, I think Astros last night, uh, you know, they would start a guy and they see a couple innings and they bring somebody else in. So that's hard for really, – that's really hard for a hitter, in my experience, just to get – just get used to the guy that's throwing on the hill that particular inning. But they're very talented. It'd have to be favored to win, uh, win tomorrow night or tonight, whenever they play. Yeah, tomorrow they, night. Tomorrow night. Is it tomorrow night? I think it's tomorrow night, yeah. Oh, yeah, I guess they got Garrett Cole throwing. I think they're going back to Houston to, to finish the series. Yeah, you would, have, you would have to say they'd probably close it out with Garrett Cole on the hill. I would think so. Now, you played you played for one of the most iconic names ever, Hill Denson. Uh, Rick Cleveland told us one time that he thought Hill Denson – Boo Ferris and Ron Polk were the grandfathers of college baseball that created college baseball in many ways that we see today in the country. Would you agree with that? I would agree with that. I, you know, I look back on some of the memories that I have from, you know, our, our games against Mississippi State and Coach Polk would – it would never fail, I guess, by the fifth or sixth inning you'd get tossed. Right. I think he did that on purpose. <laughs> yeah, you know, the stands would just be filled and people would – I mean, it would – you know, I look back with with great memories, and he would walk back. Our, you know, he walked past our dugout, and Coach Denson would go, "Boy, get out of here! You acting like an old turd." You know, just get out, of here. Go, get out. Of here. He was just, he was so much fun, and they were great ambassadors for college baseball. They were probably friends outside of playing one another. Oh yeah, great friends. You know, they were great friends. What, what's but, the old story that Ron Polk says? He he runs up to an umpire and hands him a cell phone. He says, "Here, I think this is yours." And the umpire says, "Why do you think that would be my cell phone?" And Ron Polk says, "Because it says eight missed calls." <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kyle, give, I know you have some good Hill Denson stories. We've had so many on the show in the last three years that it's hard to keep up with them. But give me your best Hill Denson baseball story. Well, you know, I think the one that really stands out in my mind, it was my freshman year right out of Oak Grove. And uh, 18 years old, still wet behind the ears. And we were we were up at Startville playing Mississippi State. And B.J. Wallace, I remember, he was the first-round pick with the Expos in. He was, you know, throwing about 95, 96, left-handed pitcher. And I was just – you could see my knees knocking at the plate. I was nervous. And uh, he had called timeout. It was a crucial part of the game. And uh, he called timeout. And I walked down to the third-base coaching box. And he, he kind of put his arm around me. And he said, 
Boy, you couldn't stick a piece of pine straw up your butt right now. You're so nervous, <laughs> could you? <laughs> he just kind of had that that personality where it, it puts you at ease and made you laugh and, right. and it helps you relax. But it, yeah, I really enjoyed playing. Teach for you him. a lot about baseball. He did. Year? He did. You know, he was he was really great for USM because he was uh, you know he's so well liked. You know, he he did a lot for the you know the right field roost and the you know the alumni. Everybody just loved coming out and watching the game, and he really built that park and built the atmosphere and just a just a right now it's just one of the greatest you know one of the best places to play. In, in college country. baseball, yeah, right. in the country, it's. I love going out there and just the excitement and the atmosphere. It's it's really second to none. Kyle, I wanted to ask you about making the transition from college baseball to pro ball because here in South Mississippi too, we still we still pride ourselves on being friendly to our neighbors and everybody knows everybody. And what can I do to help you? But I've heard other guys who have been in your shoes that when they went to play pro ball, they said it was just what they hated about their early careers in, in baseball is that. Other than winning a ball game, the other guys on the team could care less whether you want, whether you lived or died, you know, until they got to know you. Because a lot of times you were competing for the same positions and nobody in the front offices really talked to you to tell you about expectations. You were just kind of, in a sense, thrown to the wolves. What was your experience? Yeah, it kind of in that that regard i kind of looked at it as you know you're signing a one-year contract every year because you know in that when you're in that position you can be released at any time so it's kind of like well you know you have to perform and that you know if not you see a lot of your friends get cut and after games but it's kind of like you know you go and you do your job and you know you be respectful and take care of your business and you know things will work out you'll move up and that's kind of the mindset that i just had you know night in and night out just you know just hopefully take care of business and do your job you know put up numbers and you know you'll gradually move up and that's what happened for me thankfully but i think even when you play though you because you do you have a very nonchalant you're, you're very approachable you're very affable you, know, you just life doesn't seem to bother you too much you know and i would imagine that would be a plus playing professional baseball too you're going to do the best you can but whatever happens happens yeah i kind of really didn't understand that until I, I think george brett which is one of my favorite you know favorite guys watching growing up he was my hero former kansas city royal yeah he was just uh, an amazing i just loved george brett and i was kind of starstruck when i was actually my first one of the i guess second year in pro ball he had come down and done a clinic and i kind of look at it as in terms of you know you know you know if you're going up to the plate you're failing seven out of ten times and those guys are in the hall of fame and you know he really kind of reiterated it is a game of failure I mean, you're going up there and you're, you're making outs, and you know, and the quicker you forget about it, the more successful you're going to be. And it kind of put things into perspective for me, and I really didn't really think of it in terms like that—that that you're going to fail, especially in baseball. You know, so it's uh, it kind of helped me with that mindset. Listening to him, we talked to Matt Walner a little bit yesterday about how he's getting used to dealing with um, you know uh, teammates who don't speak English. You know, very, and and it's not just Spanish anymore because you have a lot of uh, Japanese players and so on and so forth. Was that was that ever problematic for you? And how did how did you deal with it? Mm, yeah, well, I guess it's changed now. There is a lot more uh, of the Japanese, you know, guys that are playing, and uh, you know, the the Cuban guys. Uh, we we had a lot of Dominican guys when I was playing. Uh, a lot of Dominican guys, and really, we had three or four. And I actually, kind of took it as a positive because I learned a little bit of Spanish because I knew none, you know, so and it helped me because I played three years in Venezuela, you know, and, and I learned Spanish from those guys and they would teach me and I spent three or four years playing winter ball in Mexico and Venezuela, so, it, you know, it kind of helped me to kind of speak the language when I was down there in their country. Try to put in perspective for people that have never played the game how much more advanced AAA baseball is to college baseball. Oh, it's it's 
really the pitching. You know, those those crafty guys that have got three or four years in the, in the major leagues and they come back down. You're, you know, you got a two zero count and you're a hitter and you're thinking, oh, I'm dead red fastball right here, bases loaded, and they'll throw you a change up. And you know, a lot of, a lot of those guys just won't give in to you. And I, I see a lot of that at the big league level right now. They're just they can just put the ball. A lot of them can put the ball where they want to. You know, on the outside part of the plate and just locate, locate. You know, and then a lot of the at the younger levels, college and you know, low A ball and getting into in, into professional baseball. It's, let me see how hard you can throw. You know, and they, a lot of the times those guys don't know where it's going. But, you know, as you get on up and, you know, A ball, double A, major leagues, those guys can just locate and put the ball where they want and to put AAA it. AAA players, I think it's fair to say, are every bit as talented as guys who are on the major league teams. There's just so many spots, right, that you can have on the major league team. But you could really just sort of intertwine those players. Yeah, I mean, a lot of it is really is just a holding pattern. You know, you got guys in – when I, when I was playing, it was Berkman and Bagwell and Bijo and the Killer Bees and those guys when I was with Houston. Uh, but, yeah, a lot of times it's just you're just kind of stuck because the guys ahead of you, you know, are doing so well. And, and you and you kind of go out and hopefully take care of business and maybe somebody's looking at you for a trade or, you know, something like that. So you're playing for different, you know, 30 organizations every night. You know, hopefully somebody can, you know, look at you and need you in a certain spot at any given, t- any given time. As the season is now, Kyle Logan, is the season too long? Major League Baseball season too long? Uh, yeah, I think it is. I, I do too. I do too. I do too. I think it's a grind. You know, I think it's too long. You know, and I understand when you're paying guys forty million dollars a year, you got to put as many people in the seats as possible. But there's a clear, there's clear data that once football season starts, you know, uh, attendance at baseball games, other than the playoffs, of course, right, declines. So I'm I'm wondering if that'll ever be a fertile discussion. That the Major League Baseball season and the incidences of injuries and Tommy John surgeries and so on, that they might actually consider at some point uh, going back to 100, 100, even 154 games as opposed to 162 or even less than that. Yeah, you know, I wouldn't tell Ty Cobb that, though. He'd probably laugh at your face. like, oh, it's, it's not enough. <laughs> right. But, you know, a lot of the historians, and, you know, it's just been the game's so – But it, it, I, in my mind, it is. It is. I think, I think it's too long. Homecoming coming up with Southern Mission. I know you're going to be hanging out, having some fun this weekend. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I think a lot of old buddies are coming in, a lot of old baseball friends I haven't seen in a long time, get together and tell some old hitting and do some double play stories at the, ever at the tent. So. It, it's amazing how much better you guys are now when the stories are told. <laughs> how much further those home runs went. <laughs> That's when, right. When they how really many did. more triples they hit and things of that That's nature, exactly right. 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 Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing some old guys. Hey, great conversation, man. We appreciate very much you coming in. And uh, thanks for everything you've done for Southern Miss Baseball. Oh, absolutely. I appreciate you guys having me. I enjoyed it. Who's going to win the World Series before we let you go? Houston Astros. Houston Astros. Yeah, they're going to win it. Why did I think I'd hear that? <laughs> uh, they're going to win it. Well, take them over those guys up in New York, that's for yeah, sure. Yeah, Anybody but them. All right, Kyle, right. thanks very much. Thank you for having me. Kyle Logan, everybody. Glad to have him on the Eagle Hour. Kelly will be back with Mr. and Miss Southern Miss when we come back.
Southern Miss to the top. The Eagle Hour continues on Super Talk stations across the great state of Mississippi. Uh, I'm Kelly Sander. Bob Getty will be rejoining us momentarily. This segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you by our friends at 4th Street Bar and Grill. We will be originating the program live from there on Friday from 1 to 3, a special two-hour homecoming edition. And you talk about the who's, the proverbial who's who of Southern Miss sports history will be uh, scheduled to join us in that two hours. We want you to come out and join us as well. Just kind of hang out with us, start your pregame, ready for the big homecoming game on Saturday. Fourth Street Bar and Grill, proud to be with us, and we're glad to have them along. Of course, you'd have to be living in a cave to not know that it is homecoming week on campus. It looks like the weatherman slash woman is going to cooperate with us this weekend. Uh, 70 degree temperatures it should be really really nice after some rain comes through on friday so we want you to come out on campus joining us here in our studio mr and miss southern miss tanika williams is a senior from meridian mississippi and tony romanek is here he is mr uh southern miss and they were both elected like not even so they haven't even like been in office a month and they, they were able to shake free and be on the show today we welcome you congratulations to both of you thank newly you. elected mr and miss southern miss thank you thank you for having us so tanika tell me what made you decide to that you wanted to make a run for miss southern miss well um being since I've been here, I've been in different organizations like Southern Style, Eagle Connection, and I've been given the opportunity to reach so many different students. So I wanted to use this position. I wanted to run to have like a platform where I can reach other students and just teach them things that other faculty and staff that have taught me. Um, they have made me see like more potential in myself than I have, gave me opportunities for leadership skills. So I just wanted to be like that person that people can count on. They see me in a position so they can always reach out to me. To just give them help anytime they needed it, just like other faculty and staff has done for me. Well, they must have seen your your <laughs> genuineness, you know, because uh, they, they they put you in that office. They voted, so congratulations oh, on thank that. Thank you for that. And Tony is a uh, is an Oak Grove High School graduate. It's kind of yeah. all Oak Grove Day with Kyle Logan right. just in here a minute ago. But you're like the third Oak Grove student in the past four years. What's That's going on crazy. here, Tony? I don't know. I really feel like it's because USM is basically like Oak Grove University. You know, like most <laughs> Oak Grove students go to Southern Miss, so y'all know each other. So it's like the 13th through like the 19th grade, basically. But you know, we're all here together. Yeah, and, and I, I think maybe some of the voters, to your credit, probably said, well, he went to Oak Grove. We have to vote for him. <laughs> you know, so for whatever the reason, lots of things going on with homecoming uh, this weekend, and including the Bring It On uh, Eagle Style. Tell us about that, Tanika. What's, what is Bring It On Eagle Style? Well, it is a tradition that um, is normally during homecoming. So um, during homecoming, like everyone is split up into like eight teams, and each team has about five or six different organizations that all compose of a team. So it's just about being inclusive and everybody coming together to do different homecoming events, such as Bring It On Eagle Style. And Bring It On Eagle Style is just basically a big dance competition, just a time for students to come out, represent their organizations, and just have a lot of fun. And me and Tony are actually hosting it, so it shall be a grand time this year, I promise you. Now, that will take place where and when? It will be um, Thursday at the Reed Greek Coliseum at 7 o'clock p.m. Yes. Wow, so there's going to be a lot of students involved, yes. and, and that's on Thursday night. Yes. Now, Friday, the NPHC STEM show 
is going to take place. But the city of Hattiesburg kind of getting involved, and then it's going to take place at the Sanger. Yes, Tony? Yes, yes. So, like, speaking of traditions, like, bring it on Eagle style, MPHC, which is the predominantly black fraternities and sororities, are having a step competition. They do that every year during homecoming week. So this year we will be in downtown Hattiesburg at the Sanger Theater, stepping against each other, and um, whoever wins gets to get um, $750, and they donate it to the organization or charity of their choice. So we're really excited about that. It will start at 7 o'clock at the Sanger Theater, and tickets will be $20 at the door, but there is a link online where you can get them for $14. And I, and I think one thing that, that goes unnoticed many times, particularly when it comes to student organizations, is how philanthropic a lot of the, a lot of these groups are because you hear about kids carrying college debt and that's all been, been well documented but when you see uh i know a lot of the, the in the greek system you know raises money for you know saint jude's and yeah. it, the list goes on and on the things that you guys raise money for mm-hmm. so good for you Thanks. you know homecoming also has uh, the big homecoming parade coming up yes. saturday and who yes. doesn't love a parade right we love the free candy and beads <laughs> right so tell us uh, who wants to talk about the parade coming up saturday well, the parade starts at 10 o'clock a.m. Um, you'll be able to see all the core. And just like I was saying with the different teams, um, each organization and different teams, they have different floats. So it's very nice to see just different floats and different people that you know that you see on campus all the time. Different organizations being represented. So and it's on Hardy Street. So right there by campus. Just go park your car, stand out there, and just be able to wave, get the candy that we throw yeah, out. and so just much have, candy. <laughs> just have a fun time. Now, what about... If Mother Nature decides against us, uh, because yes. there's a chance that it could rain Saturday morning. Right, we are praying against that. As of now, we have not heard a, an alternative, so we're hoping for the best that it will be sunny and in our favor. But I believe, I don't know, because it rained, I want to say last year for homecoming, and I think they still it did rain. the parade. Yeah, it did rain last year. So it's, it's just precipitation, y'all. It's right, not just gonna, a little precipitation. Yeah, it's not going to kill us, right? <laughs> we'll be alive. But I, I want to get both of your views because now, in a sense, like it or not, you guys are faces of the university. Yeah. And a lot of alums coming back, and some of them are as old as I am. <laughs> very few. So 22. Yeah, thank you very much. Um, so this would be the first exposure that a lot of alums have had to the campus in a long, long time. I'd imagine you want every student to put their best foot forward. What message do you have to other Southern Miss students who may not be into the homecoming thing, but the fact that alum are coming back and they may not have been around for 30 or 40 years. So they're getting it re-exposed to the university. I feel like whether you are in the homecoming spirit or not, truly like just be you and remember that this is something bigger than you. I know like something that Tanika and I both um, we love to preach about all the time of like being authentic and remembering that things are bigger than yourself. So even if you aren't, you know, into having all these people on your campus, remember that these like these people went to this school and they're coming back to have a good time. So as much as you can, try to be selfless, get out the way, let people walk past you. If somebody asks you a question, <laughs> help them get to that place, you know, just because they are coming back and they are excited to spend time where they spent, you know, their collegiate years. So it's bigger than us. This Saturday can't be about what we want, you know. And um, being at a university, I always preach like even when I'm doing a tour that um, you come to college for more than just education. You want to get that involvement, that experience and homecoming is an event that you would love to experience that you will remember for years and years, especially one like this where so many um, alumni is coming down. So this is to be something that you can talk about years later. Like I went to homecoming, had a great time, all the tailgating, the parades, a great event to go to. That mm-hmm. you and we haven't even talked about the homecoming queen in her court yet. Oh, and yeah. how, how all that's going to come down. Yeah. Is that going to happen at the football game? Do yeah. We, yeah. During halftime. Okay. So we don't know who the queen is yet. 
Or no, do we? We, know. Yeah, we, know. we do know. Okay. Okay. So they'll all be introduced though, <laughs> yeah. at halftime as part of the pomp and circumstance. That's pretty cool too. They'll all them. be at the parade and everything. Yeah. So all events that we will be at, they, the whole entire court will be there as well. Mm-hmm. Now it seems like everything nowadays is online where people can keep track of, of different events. But is, is that the case? Is there a particular website where people can kind of follow different homecoming events? online or does does each kind of organization have their own uh, kind of list of what's going on if you go to the southern miss sga facebook page they will have a layout of all of the events happening this week so since today's wednesday the first two days of events have already passed but tonight there's an event happening and of course thursday and friday and saturday as well so yeah on the southern miss sga facebook page has all of the events going on so uh, sga of course stands for student government association yes, yes. all right so southern miss uh, sga mm-hmm. you know coming up now th- there's a there's a political element, I guess, to being Miss Southern Miss and Mr. Southern Miss. Are, are either of you political hounds? I mean, do you like political science? And because uh, you had to get elected, <laughs> you had to get elected to win this, right? Yeah. So how did you tackle that when you really don't have been haven't been exposed to all how that works? Well, I thought the uh, the best way to go forward with this is just to be myself. Yeah. You know, that's where um, I have met so many people and being friends with so many people is just from being myself. So that was basically my viewpoint going through. Not really having political background, not really too much deep into that so I'm like I'm just gonna be myself speak my platform and hopefully that it inspires somebody and it touched somebody enough to vote for me yeah like Tanika said really just being who I am because I'm not the kind of because usually during campaigns you see people try to put on the professional face and let me put on my suit or ladies will put on their dress and they'll seal their image but I'm like that's not who I am like I'm the fun Tony so like my for example my campaign slogan was Tony the homie I'm everybody's friend so I was like well I'll just use these relationships and connections I have to my advantage so I was we really just stayed ourselves and you know and people caught on to that so I'm grateful so Tanika Williams you'll graduate in December yes yes yes. Uh, so what now what's the dream job going forward well, um, the, my ultimate goal is to be a crime scene investigator. So I'm going through the steps of doing that. Um, being in my forensic science department, I have met my professors. They're really big on after college, you know, those steps after college. So they're really helping me get in contact with different jobs. Um, there was just a career fair yesterday that I attended. So really taking those steps to really find a job that's straight in my field. So. Well, it's it's too bad you haven't already graduated because the Golden Eagles are going to murder North Texas. Yes. <laughs> now, Tony, I know you're a, a budding actor, Yes, right? yes. I am finishing, I'll be finishing my senior year in May. Um, so yeah, after graduation, just looking forward to, hopefully I have some auditions coming up later this semester, so hopefully those work out in my favor and I get booked for after graduation. But yeah, after I graduate, I'll just be acting, Kelly. Well, I, I don't know who you ran against, for the, but I can't imagine, and I'm not saying this to be patronizing, I, I can't imagine any better representatives than you two. Oh, thanks so much. It yeah. means a lot. Tanika Williams, continued success. Tony Romanek, good to have you here. Thank you for having me here. All right, big homecoming week at Southern Miss. Don't miss out on any opportunity you can. It's a very special week on campus. We'll be back and wrap up this Wednesday's edition after we burn this time out.
You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Welcome back. Glad you're with us this afternoon. I want to thank our guests for coming in today. Remind you that the fourth segment is sponsored by Gulfport Home Center. Great place to buy a pre-manufactured home, uh, no matter the size, no matter the need in your life. They'll have a home that we think you will like. They can help you with your financing. They can even help you with a location to move your home if that's uh, what you're in the market for as well. So if you're home shopping, don't buy anything until you visit our friends at Gulfport Home Center. I want to remind you again that uh, we're going to have fall baseball. I think it's so interesting, Kelly. Southern Miss and William Carey, 1 o'clock, first pitch, Sunday afternoon. Uh, they'll be taking uh, – it's free, but uh, they will be taking up voluntary donations for the Waiting for a Cure Foundation for Breast Cancer Awareness. So that certainly is a good cause. And as a man whose son just finished playing baseball at William Carey, an all-conference player, uh, you like this to, as a fall exhibition game? Oh, sure. And, and I'd like to – you know, I'd like to see it somehow be possible that they could play, you know, during the regular season. They do it in basketball, mm-hmm. you know, because um, – and, and really – that as rich as a tradition of Southern Miss has in baseball, you look at William Carey. I mean, we do as well. Bobby Hoffords had some great teams over the years. They do as well. That's you know? right. So we have two fine, fine programs uh, right here in uh, Hattiesburg. I think it'll be fun to watch them uh, tee it up a little bit Sunday afternoon. If for nothing else, and I know I'm, I'm I'm going overboard on this, but I'm just so if if the weather forecast holds like the man, yeah. it's just going to be awesome this week. We've waited so long. For these sixty and seventy, you know, degree temperatures, and it looks like Saturday we're going to get it. It should just be great just to be outside this weekend, right? Uh, Robbie Ladder was named Conference USA Men's Golfer of the Week. Want to congratulate him? Uh, he played very well the past week. Also, want to point out that two quarterbacks. This is ironic. Two quarterbacks uh, in the top twenty-five for uh, the Unitas Award. Two two of those twenty-five kids are going to be on the field. Saturday night in Mason Fine and Jack Abraham. So quite a that's quite a matchup there. Yet another subplot to the big uh, the big game coming up on on Saturday night. Yeah, that's that's uh, great. So Jack Abraham and Mason Fine both included in that list. You got players from from Notre Dame, from LSU, from Oregon, from Duke, from Oklahoma. Uh, Hurst probably a, a front runner there. Michigan State, Michigan, Virginia. So. Big-time company, and two of those kids uh, on display Saturday night right here in Hattiesburg. Good for them. Good for them. And a postscript, Bob, to, to the weather, and weather guys have been telling me, you know, if we get a chance to pass this on, if anything this Saturday, particularly after the game starts, the wind is supposed to be, you know, a little bit brisk, and temperatures may drop into the high 50s. Okay, so... You might want to make sure you have that uh, sweatshirt or whatever that, it is. But that doesn't affect you and your swell friends up at the executive suite, does it? Well, Kelly? no, it's you always – when we set the AC – control. Yeah, we set it at 68 and just Climate set it control. and forget it. You know, but. Sip your champagne, munch on the caviar. Talk with Biff and Muffy and Tad. Yeah, yeah, it'll you know? be good. <laughs> if you see me down there among the regular fans – Throw a wing or two down there if you don't mind. Well, I will, but I won't do it when people are looking because I don't want people to know like you and I'll I hang out. Before, I'll come before the game <laughs> or maybe after the game. You could throw me a few wings I could take home with me. We aim to please, Bob. Yeah. We aim to please. Yeah, that's right. Uh, it should be just perfect. want to remind everybody as well about our tailgate. We'll be from 2 to 4 o'clock right behind Southern Hall. We'll be teaming up again with our good friends at Keith Superstores, uh, Papa John's Pizza, and Hooters Bar and Grill. And uh, Hooters will be bringing the wings and the girls 
Papa John's Pizza will be bringing uh, John and the pizza. <laughs> That's quite a comparison. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> and and, uh, and Keith Superstores bring they bring all kind of cool snacks. Coca Cola provides the drinks, and it's open and free to every veteran and their family. Uh, past or active or uh, past veterans, uh, we want you there. You're welcome, and uh, we'll have some Eagle Hour shirts to give away, and uh, want to have a good time. And the weather should just be perfect. Yeah, those veterans, uh, the, the younger people probably don't know the term that I'm about to use, but for you older veterans, you have carte blanche. There you go. Do you know what that means? That's quite no. I can tell he's. Confused. I can't say that I do. Millennial confusion. I just. <laughs> oh, saw, I just geez. saw it right there. Millennial. Calling me a millennial is just an insult. Yes, I am telling you. That, just that, that's our way of keeping you guys out of the conversation using terms that you don't know. But the older folks will know what carte blanche means. Right. Uh, also, I remind you that the Eagle Hour now streams live every day. You can just go to Super Talk Hattiesburg or Super Talk Laurel. Uh, Google either of the radio stations. Uh, click on the button there at the top, and uh, you can hear us anywhere. That's right. And we, where else, where else, Esquire, might they be able to hear the podcast version? Well, uh, you can check us out on the iTunes podcast app on Google Play Music. You can listen to us on Spotify, or you can check us out on Stitcher, or you can just go straight directly to the Super Talk website and listen via SoundCloud. Didn't. You're, you're more of a stitcher man of those those four options. Kelly right? has no, no idea. What didn't understand about. a word. <laughs> See, I rest my case. <laughs> or you can stream it live, right? That's right. That's right. You can go on your phone, your tablet, or your laptop to Super Talk Hattiesburg or supertalklaurel.com and listen to us. Live. Or you can listen to it on the radio. That's right. That's and, right. and those of you who have texted us and called us that say that you really enjoy listening to the program, that means a lot to us. It does. You know, it does. Yeah, it's really. good to know that you're out there, and we're going to continue to try to work hard to bring you a good show that you that you enjoy listening to. We appreciate you very much. Live from Bocoma Casino in Sandersville tomorrow at 1 o'clock. Looking forward to that. Talking about Mississippi Sports Book. And we'll have the professor from uh, the Biloxi Sun-Herald with us as well. Until then, everyone, Southern Miss. To, to the, the top. top. Into the Talk Mississippi Media Production.